is God actually the bad guy in some scriptures? Was the serpent right and trying to help humanity? Well, I think you can guess my opinion on this, but we're actually going to look to scripture to find out if this dangerous doctrine has any scriptural roots and how can we use this in our life to build a deeper faith in the true God. Let's get into it. Welcome to My Bible Works. In this tribe, we believe in exploring the Word of God as divine expression. We believe the way of Yeshua embodying the fullness of Yahweh. In gratitude of the love we are given, we focus on things above. We read scripture as treasure, both ancient and mystic. Join me and let's explore the deeper meaning of scripture hidden in plain sight. And consider subscribing for more. Welcome to My Bible Works. My name is Jacob Cooker. I'm the host here at My Bible Works. We're so excited to have you today. And the reason this is called My Bible Works is because my Bible works. I don't know about yours, but mine works because I put it to work every single day. The Bible does nothing if it sits on your shelf or is just another item in your home. Rather, you must put it to work. And that's exactly what MyBible.Works is all about. Biblical frameworks for everyone. This is a online social platform. It's completely free. It's an online communal Bible study that you can join in every single day. This is not a blog post that we make every day. This is an actual community where you can post your own studies, build your own groups, ask your own questions, as well as engage with our content right here. So getting into today, we are going to be talking about is God keeping humanity from enlightenment? This is such an important discussion, such an important thing to ask ourselves. And also was the serpent the good guy in the Garden of Eden? Now, why am I asking this? Because there is a dangerous doctrine going around right now that says just that. It says that the serpent was actually the good guy and God is rather a jealous God who just wants to keep humanity in chains. And in fact, there's a WashingtonPost.com uh, article that says, it concludes and says, there's no proof either way, so make your choice. Eat the forbidden fruit. Don't fear God. You are God. And again, what a dangerous thing to go down the rabbit hole. I don't think it's dangerous to explore this idea, but rather dangerous to actually believe it and come to that conclusion. So I will link that article <clears throat> in the comments. Excuse me, I'm still recovering from a, a, a bout of illness here, but um, I will leave a link to that in the comment section so that you guys can go check that out. Um, nothing against the Washington Post at all. This is definitely an opinion article that someone wrote for them, but um, it, it really framed for me this idea, and I think it's something that we all should discuss amongst ourselves, our friends, our family, uh, our churches, is this idea that we see coming out of Hollywood right now. We see it coming out of the press. We see it coming out of enlightened believers all over the world uh, is really this idea that the Bible has been taken backwards um, and rather has not been preserved as 
the true scriptures that God intended for us to have. So uh, that's one thing I want to expose today. But before I do that, we're going to get into our hidden biblical laws of overflow. If you know me, I'm all about overflow. I believe that God is what gives us overflow, what gives us success, what gives us uh, meaning in our life, what uh, has designed us. He designed us. He created us. He's given us everything that we have to work with to create life on this planet. Uh, and these are the I am affirmations directly from the Bible. Say them with me. If you've been here before, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I am the image of Yahweh. I am working for his kingdom. I am a servant of all people I meet. I am a disciple of the way of Yeshua. Now, if you said those with me, congratulations, you're on the way to enlightenment yourself. And I believe true enlightenment comes directly from the Bible. That's why we read it here every day on the show. And in fact, we're going to jump in right now and start with Revelation 16 in the English Standard Version. The seven bowls of God's wrath. Getting into the scripture today, we like to have a time of meditation as we go through the scripture and God's word. Revelation 16, the seven bowls of God's wrath. Then I heard a loud voice from the temple telling the seven angels, go and pour out on the earth the seven bowls of the wrath of God. So the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the earth and harmful and painful sores came upon the people who bore the mark of the beast and worshiped its image. Now I want to stop here for just a second. And the reason is... Why would God do this to people? If we have such a good God, if we have such a loving God, and, and all these church people are saying this, why would he pour out wrath on people? Why would uh, there be people that have sores and that uh, endure some of these horrible things that happen in the book of Revelation? And, and we've seen it happen in the Old Testament, in the New Testament. And there's so many things going on, and God seems to be this judgy character, right? He seems to be judging people all the time. But where do those judgments come from? That's what I want to look at today. And again, at the end of this, I'm going to give you a framework that you can take home with you today and you can apply every single day to build your faith so that the next time you read the Bible, the next time you read something interesting in it, like the wrath of God or the fear and trembling of God, you're going to understand it a little bit deeper and be able to step into a deeper relationship and faith with the Holy Bible and with Yahweh. So moving on, we go to uh, verse three in the same chapter. The second angel poured out his bowl into the sea and it became like the blood of a corpse and every living thing that died was in the sea. Wow. What a gory image we have here. What a, what a hard thing to take in. The second angel pours out his bowl and the ocean becomes like blood filled with dead things. I mean, what a <clears throat> what a morbid way to look at, you know, God improving the world, the, the, the second coming of Christ. We know that revelation is is a revelation that John had about uh, the second coming of Christ, about the church being reborn on this planet, about the planet being reborn, about uh, enlightenment coming full circle and God actually recreating everything 
without sin. And what a beautiful thing, but, but to get there, it's like we have to break so many eggs. The third angel poured out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water, and they became blood. Again, what a, an absolutely horrifying thing to see. Now, in our modern science, we can think, okay, well, this is, this is probably algae or something that happens. Or maybe it really is blood. We don't know until we see it, guys. And when we see it, we'll know it. Verse 5. And I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, Just are you, a holy one, who is and who was, for you brought these judgments. Now this is our very first clue right here into what I'm talking about, like with this entire scripture, with this whole concept. The angel in charge of the waters says, just are you a holy one who is and who was for you brought these judgments. So we have this angelic being. We have this incredible creation that is telling God, you are just, you are the holy one. You were and you are and you are to come. And so we don't ever see demons praising Satan. We don't ever see evil spirits praising the darkness. They're all about personal, personal gratification. They want to torment. They want to be recognized. And we're going to look at that with the serpent here in just a minute. And so to see a creation that is at the service at the feet of Yahweh, like an angel here, for them to say, you are just, I think that is something we should lend an ear to because we all believe in these angelic beings. And maybe you don't. If you don't, that's fine. Welcome. I hope you're enjoying this. I hope... Uh, this is an interesting place for you to start your faith journey. But these angelic beings are incredible and they're all through the Bible. I've done some videos on them. I'm going to do more in the future. But they are absolutely highly created, highly advanced, and they worship God. They're not slaves. We see that they're not slaves because we see that some of them in the book of Enoch decided to do what they wanted to do and have their own creations, their own children, which led us into the days of Noah and the flood, having to destroy what the watchers, the angels, the heavenly host, the other sons of God decided to take it upon themselves and create their own races, their own peoples. And so all of this is tied to a much larger narrative. And I hope you guys are seeing that as you go through my videos with me. And we really dive in to what makes my Bible work, what makes your Bible work, which is the full picture. We can't just read the 66 books and assume we understand it all. Now, I'm not saying that it's not sovereign. It is God's word. It is beautifully preserved. 
but there are other pieces of it that we have to look at. We have to look at historical events. We have to look at scripture that's referenced in the scriptures we have available to us now. Getting back into it here. Number six, for they have shed the blood of the saints and the prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, and it was what they deserved. So coming from this angel here saying this to this, more of this angel validating what is going on here. For they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and you have given them blood to drink, and it is what they deserve. And we know that a lot of us have gotten what we don't deserve through Christ, through the blood of Christ. We've gotten what we do not deserve. But this judgment is for those that do deserve it and do not have the blood of Christ on them, but have the blood of the saints on them and the prophets who have tried to bring down the narrative, tried to bring down the kingdom of God. Number seven, and I heard the altar saying, Yes, Lord, God, the Almighty, true and just are your judgments. The altar says this? What kind of altar can speak? Guys, the Bible gets weird at points, and when it's weird, we need to pay attention. We need to look at other translations We need to look at the Hebrew roots of it. We need to look at the Greek from it. Depending on if we're in Old or New Testament, we need to find out what does it mean. And we're not going to get into that on this episode, but I do want you to take note. I heard the altar saying, Yes, Lord God Almighty, true and just are your judgments. So we have angels now. We have altars. And I put this fiery altar here. Almost like it has a mind of its own. It it, it is worshiping at the feet of Yahweh. You know, and I want to just stop real quick and say something. There are technologies. There are spiritual forces. There are physical and energy things that we do not understand. If you look at Ezekiel and you see some of his visions, and some of his visions are actually written as he's actually seeing it, not a vision, but he's actually there and he's watching God down by a river and he watches them ascend on this throne uh, this throne that is speaking and praising God and has eyes on it and fire and and it's just this incredible scene and we forget because we go to church and we hear about Jesus and we focus on that and that's it we forget about the narrative that's going on here and the very real fact that we live in a cosmic battle a spiritual battle There are things going on out there that we don't have a clue about because we don't ask for them, we don't look for them, and honestly, we don't believe in them. Modern Christianity and evangelicalism, I have no problem with any of that, guys. But I need all of us, if you're a part of this community, look at your Bible. Read the weird parts. Believe the Bible. Because when you put the narrative together, It literally changes everything about your faith. All right, I wanted to share some reference material here. We've seen that we have altars and angels praising God, saying how just he is, how deserved these judgments are. 
And I wanted to look at Acts 10, 34 through 35. Let's look at a human, someone walking in the way of Yeshua here. So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. So now we have a human praising God. He understands that God shows no partiality. That every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right, is acceptable to him. And guys, this is New Testament here. And we had Christ come to show us the way through him, through that blood. And now that anyone, any nation who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. What a beautiful offering we have. We had the sacrifice of Christ. We saw what the other sons of God have done in Enoch. And then we see what the Son of God, Christ, Yeshua, Jesus of Nazareth did. He sacrificed himself as a son of God, as the Son of God, for us, so that he could bring God's people back to him. After we see that the watchers tried to mess up the entire human genome and then they came and tried to teach us things that are heavenly knowledge that we're not supposed to know in our physical form right now. I believe that we will have access to all of these technologies, these spiritual technologies. I call them that because we don't have a clue, guys. We think that we just disappear when we die and we go into some spiritual form. But we see all through the Bible, the physical manifestations of God. God using things like chariots. He's using wheels inside the wheel. He's even riding on angels at one point. And so I believe we're going to have access to all of that. Another reference verse here is Revelation 4, 8 in the ESV. And the four living creatures, each of them with six wings, are full of eyes all around and within. And day and night, they never cease to say, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. So guys, I hope you've enjoyed that episode. I want to give you guys my takeaway right now. Um, and then also the framework that you can take home with you and apply so that you can start reading your Bible differently. Because I read my Bible differently. And when you join over at mybible.works, I hope you start saying to yourself, my, my Bible works as I whack the microphone here my Bible works. It works when we put the full counsel of God together. We start to understand it. Things start to make sense. We start to see it outside the window in the world. We start to become a part of a collective consciousness of believers all around the world that say, yes, I'm going to take the word of God seriously. I'm going to take the Bible seriously. And that's what we're all about here. So one of my takeaways today and guys, I will clean this up next time. Uh, I have to put these things on the screen here with the music playing in the background. So uh, I'll move those up to the top so that you guys can see all the words on the screen. My apologies. We did some reworking here. I've been, again, ill and I reworked a lot of this stuff. But my takeaway is the enemy is constantly trying to confuse us as believers. He wants to steal the glory which is owed to God for creating us 
saving us and allowing us to join a part of his divine force. So don't let the serpent steal your allegiance to God, the glory that God wants to receive from you. And I wanted to talk a bit about the fear and trembling earlier. That's one of the the biggest uh, atheist arguments against all this, that God is really evil is. He wants to be feared. He wants you to be trembling. Isn't fear bad? And guys, I want you to think about fear and trembling. A lot of people have spun it and said, fear and trembling of the Lord is uh, is awe. It's inspiring. And, and I'm here to say no. You know, awe-inspiring is when you see a sunset and you praise God for his creation. But fear and trembling of the Lord is a reverence. It's an actual fear. It's an actual trembling that you are this creation and he is the creator and that there is a force in the universe that can ride on angels, that can create stars in the heavens and the waters above and the waters below, that has a heavenly host serving him day and night and that we get to be a part of that. That should strike a little fear in all of us, some good fear that, wow, I'm fearful of you, Lord. You're amazing. I'm fearful of you because I love you. I'm fearful and trembling because you are mighty and holy, holy, holy. Remember, holy, 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 as the angels are saying. And you got to think about these angels. I wanted to share that one more time before we end here. In Revelation 4.8, I highly recommend open your Bible. Read this for yourself. Four living creatures. I call them angels. I don't know what their classification is in the heavenly hierarchy. But the four living creatures, each of them with six wings. These have six wings. Full of eyes all around and within. And day and night, they never cease to say. These sound pretty powerful, guys. And I put some really cool looking imagery in the background here with some eyes and fractals. And I can't imagine what these things look like, but they sound pretty powerful, especially to a human with four arm or with two arms and two legs, four limbs, if you will. These things sound pretty powerful. Six wings full of eyes all around. You think those eyes just see the physical world? You think they just see the color spectrum we see? Or you think they see into realms and realities we have no idea about? And yet they're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is to come. All right, the actionable steps for today. You can write them down. You can take them home, put them in your pocket. Write them in your Bible is what I suggest. That's what we're all about here is actionable steps. How do we take this home and apply it to build a deeper faith, to find more success in our lives, to find deeper relationships, to find ourselves in the middle of God's favor. So for today's lesson, number one, remember that God is holy and just. Number two, remember that God's logos His logos, his divine computation, his creative hand, his essence permeates everything in creation, including you. And remember that God desires for us to be in harmony with him. 
Make a personal commitment. Number four, make a personal commitment to look for God's goodness. Look for it next time you're at the supermarket. Next time you're at church. Next time you're at your job. Next time you're interacting within your marriage or your family. Look for God's goodness, for his justness, for his righteousness. Number five, write down three ways that God has been good to you. Well, I hope you guys have enjoyed today's lesson. Again, my name is Jacob Cooker. Feel free to reach out to me and uh, myself or someone here at MyBible.Works. We'll be happy to help to answer a question. Maybe we'll make a video about it. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer concerns, please drop them in the comments below. The best way you can support this ministry is to hit the subscribe button and the bell, get notifications. Thank you guys so much for being here. I did want to remind you real quick, if you want, jump on over to www.mybible.works. You can grab all of our content over there. It's all organized in categories, and you can meet other people, chat with other people, uh, post your own content. If you're a content creator and you make Christian content, post it over there. Share it with others. This community is growing. Our online uh, presence is growing. We're so thankful God is taking this in amazing directions. And then also, if you want to support this ministry, uh, and help us pay for the ads that we run, help us uh, pay for the staff that we want to hire in the future, those type of things, and really grow this ministry. This is a ministry business. Uh, we're not going to conform to all these government things where we have to go jump through these hoops just to get a nonprofit status. Uh, we are a, uh, a for-profit ministry business. That doesn't mean that we do this for the money. That means that we need money to do this. So you can become a monthly partner for less than a Netflix subscription. It's over at www.mybible.works slash all dash courses. The URL is right there as well as in the description. Um, and by supporting this ministry, you're going to get my new book, which is God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. If you've been struggling to figure out kind of your place in God's kingdom, like how do you serve into it? What are your gifts that you can bring glory to God with? then this book is for you. I wrote it to help myself during 2020, pull myself out of a depression and realize who God said I was. And it's a full book. You're going to absolutely love it. With that, you get the book study workshop. Uh, you're going to get other workshops as we announce them, flash Zoom meetups and first access to new books, etc. You also get discounts on books um, as, as we go forward. And um, I'm working on another one uh, going into 2022. So um, go check that out. Also, if you want the book and you just want to get the book uh, and you don't want to do the monthly support level, you can grab the book over on Amazon uh, as a digital download on your iPhone, your Android, your iPad, your Kindle, whatever you want to read it on. Uh, it's an awesome experience. You can change the words, size, and everything on there. So go check that out. Those are some great ways you can help support this ministry. Thank you for being here. I love you all. Go check out mybible.works. And as always, get out your Bible and put it to work. 
Hey, My Bible Works Tribe, I hope you enjoyed that video. If you did, be sure and give it a big thumbs up and leave a comment down below with what you thought of it. Also, if you want to join us in a virtual campfire chat, jump on over to mybible.works. It's completely free, and you can join a safe, open Bible study discussion.